Hello, everybody. It is your host here, Jen, with another episode from P40 Ministries podcast. And today we are in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 4. So if you would have listened to some of my previous podcasts, you would have heard about the birth of Jesus and how how he became an adult and was baptized by his cousin named John the Baptist, and then how he was led out into the desert to be tempted by Satan. And his temptation was showing humanity that he w- that Jesus was both human and God because though he was in human flesh, he was unable to sin. So he did not give in to temptations, to sins that probably most people would have given into. And so Jesus was showing everybody that he was in fact God in human flesh. So now we are going to be looking at Matthew chapter 4 verses 12 through 17 today. And this will be talking about Jesus's, uh, the start of Jesus's ministry. So at this point, Jesus is not heard of besides uh, by John the Baptist. Jesus is not known uh, except for from his family. And he is beginning his ministry now after he was tempted, after he was baptized. And this is really the start of Jesus's ministry in Matthew chapter four, verse 12. So go ahead and grab your cup of coffee and your version of the Bible. And let's go ahead and start reading. Now, when Jesus heard that John was delivered up, he withdrew into Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he came and lived in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, towards the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness saw great light. To those who sat in the region and shadow of death, to them light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So if we look at verse number 12, Jesus is finished with his temptation in the desert and also with his 40-day fasting. He is living in Nazareth, uh, probably perhaps with his family. I don't actually know that. But he is living in Nazareth, and he hears that his cousin, John the Baptist, is arrested. So he leaves Nazareth, and he goes and lives in Capernaum, which is by the sea. And the prophecy is fulfilled that Jesus was going to live in Capernaum and be a light in the darkness. And from that time on, Jesus starts preaching. This is his beginning of ministry after John the Baptist is arrested. And he basically is taking the place of John the Baptist and he is preaching the exact same thing that John the Baptist was preaching. He is saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So repent from your sins. Uh, Be free from them. Be in the light because the kingdom of heaven is here. It's at hand. I am here. And I am ready to take away sins. But the difference between John the Baptist and Jesus is the fact that Jesus did not baptize anybody with water. And it's never recorded in scripture of him baptizing anybody. Because John the Baptist had said, 
I am the one that baptizes with water, but there is one that is coming who is greater than I am, who will not baptize with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus does not do any water baptisms. Instead, he is the one who was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is taking the place of John the Baptist and preaching the same thing, minus the baptisms. And we will learn a little bit more about John the Baptist later on, so I'm not going to really touch base about John's um, uh, his being arrested. I'm not going to touch base on that just yet. But I do want to discuss the prophecy that is in verse 15 and 16 of this chapter. So let's turn in our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9 and just take a look at that prophecy real quick. And it says in Isaiah 9 verses 1, and I'm actually going to read out of the NLT version for this one. I really like it in this particular um, portion of scripture. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when the Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And if you actually keep going, it says... You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery, and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be a fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end, and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity." The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is a very typical Christmas passage. We actually hear this quite a bit at Christmas time. But what Isaiah is talking about right here is that there is going to be a light that is shining. And that light is Jesus. And these people living in darkness will see this light. In verse 3, Isaiah 9 verse 3. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. So he is talking to Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you. Um, and then in verse 4 it says, You will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. So it's saying that Jesus is going to break the yoke of their slavery and the slavery of darkness. And at the time, back in the day, people, if they would have read this, would have thought that Jesus was going to break the yoke of their slavery in the fact that the Romans at the time had control of Israel. And the Romans <clears throat> were 
cruel to them. They, they made them pay taxes. They were just cruel. And they wanted to be free from Roman uh, bondage. And they would have thought that Jesus was going to destroy the Roman army, honestly. They would have thought that Jesus was going to break the yoke of their slavery to the Romans. But Jesus... Isaiah was not talking about that. Isaiah was talking about the, the, the yoke of their slavery to their sins, to darkness. And Jesus was going to break that. He was going to break that. And it also says that um, the Christmas passage is Isaiah 9, verses 6 to um, 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the government and its peace will never end. His government and its peace will never end. So this is a foreshadowing that Jesus, yes, he will soon be the ruler of Israel. Though he comes and he's not going to break uh, the Roman rule over Israel. That was not his purpose. His purpose was to break the, the, the ch- uh, chains of slavery to sins and to darkness and to uh, eternal punishment. He is going to break those, but he's not going to break the, um, the bonds of the Roman uh, army, but he will someday be the kind ruler. He will someday, this same Jesus later on, which, which hasn't happened yet. It's going to be in the end times, but Jesus will be the ruler and his government will never end and its peace will never end. So this is something that we still to this day are looking forward to is the returning of Jesus Christ to be our ruler and his peace will never end. The world will be in peace because Jesus will be the ruler and he will be sitting on the throne and reigning forever and ever. So that is a breakdown of actually both Matthew chapter 4 and Isaiah, the first part of Isaiah chapter 9. And uh, sorry if that ep- this episode was a little bit long. I just wanted to talk about that prophecy because it's such a beautiful prophecy. And I hope that you um, share this podcast episode. If you, if you gain something from it, share it. And whatever platform you are on, I know my, my podcast is on a million different platforms, so I don't know where you're listening from, but just... Click that little share button and share it to your social media and let people know that this podcast is out there so that they can, in the morning, listen to scripture and hear the word of the Lord and let allow people to do that share this so that people know it's there because that is my purpose with this podcast it is to uh, spread the gospel further because that is what Jesus tells us to do so I am asking everybody to have a wonderful rest of their Thursday. And as usual, God bless and happy listening.